This is Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, which is part of the Replicate Podcast Network. It is a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. Here is your host, Chris Swain. Today on the podcast, we have a topic that is so unique. I've, I've never heard anything about this topic before, as a matter of fact. In the year 2020, which frankly, many of us are ready to move through and get to 2021. But as we press through in 2020, we're talking about an ancient culture and how an ancient culture has an impact, if you will, on us today. Like I didn't even know I'm running around living my life in 2020 and I am being impacted culturally by an ancient culture. That's just a well, it's funny because as you're starting with uh, what we're de- dealing with in 2020, it reminds me of a virus in the third uh, century BC that infected the world in a sense. So we can almost make parallels here. <laughs> Incognito, this virus was infecting people and they didn't even know it. Yeah, You may know. be the only person who is reminded of a virus from the third the century. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, it's not a virus. It's a, it's a way to, it's a system of thinking, you know, a mindset. It's a systematic approach. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it right now, in our culture right now, you, uh, we have something that everybody's kind of sick of this topic, I'm sure, the culture wars. We have ideologies at play. You have the left versus the right. You have the conservative versus the liberal. You have uh, all kinds of, of just attacks on what I would say is traditional Christian culture. Yeah. And at the same time, this is not new. As a matter of fact, what we're going to talk about today teaches us once again that there is nothing new under the sun. This same cultural battle and rift has been going on forever. And what's incredible is this, what we're going to talk about today is still impacting us uh, thousands of years later. Yeah, before you tune out, because you're thinking this is the last thing I want to listen to today, Let me just encourage you to stick around because what I'm going to share with you today infiltrated the culture back then, and it has continually affected the way we think, the way we teach, the way we take in information, the way we lead our churches, how we uh, choose certain things. So yes, like you said, it's a worldview issue. So I've got to take you back to the third century BC, Chris. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm a little nervous that I'm going to be asked questions, but yeah. I am ready. To How is your third century BC knowledge historically? So what would the year be? Uh, my knowledge is moderately good. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not clueless, but I'm close. Okay. <laughs> We're talking 336 BC to be exact. <laughs> Did you say 636? No, 336. Oh, 336. Okay. So in 336 BC, you're saying that the culture then is still impacting our lives today. Well, I, what I guess, what I'm saying is in 336, uh, the political power for control of the world was up for grabs. Okay. Mm. And up to that point, you had powers like the Persians or the Assyrians. And many people have heard of these from the Bible. And so now you have this small country named Greece that is about to rise to world dominance, okay? And stay with me, it's a small history lesson, but I promise it'll be worth hanging around. So there's a man named Alexander the Great. Now you may have heard of him, he's a pretty humble guy. Uh, He called himself, (laughs) 
His name has the great. In he it. chose his name, so he's like, might as well go for it. Not the good or the uh, sometimes on point. What would you choose for your own name if you were going to choose your name? Robbie the... Mm, that's a good question. Uh, you can give Robbie. a good Bible answer. The holy, that, that, well, that would automatically uh, make uh, it. see Amelia, you go there, you're already disconnecting yourself from it. Okay. The humble. So. <laughs> Robbie the humble. You're going to name yourself the humble. Yeah, no, no. Okay. Uh, I would call you Chris the cowboy, though. The Dallas cowboy, not no, the actual okay, cowboy. Okay, here we go. I do not want okay. to ride a horse yeah, or do all that. Or rope right. a goat. Okay. Let me, yeah. All right, let me give you the backstory before and after, because – there was a segment of time when things changed. Prior to Alexander the Great and the Greek world really kind of rising up to power, uh, the powers before created a system of fear in the hearts of people with military power, okay? So the Assyrians and Persians and then the Romans after basically came in and conquered an area. And the Romans did that. The Romans conquered the world as well. But uh, they did it very differently than the Greeks, okay? So here's the first question of the day, Chris. How did the Romans and the Persians and the Assyrians keep people in order and indoctrinate them with ideas that they wanted to kind of propagate through society? Mm. Okay, I'll give you a multiple choice question. Okay, please give the me multiple first, choice. I think I first, actually have the answer. Okay, go for it then. Go for it then. I'm going to just randomly throw this out there. Is it culture and entertainment? No, that's Hellenism. You're getting ahead of yourself. Ah, Romans, I was way too far ahead. Way too far ahead. No, the Romans, the Assyrians, and the Persians they, actually they force. brute force. Brute okay? force. It's going to come into play later. Anybody that opposed the, the empire, anybody that opposed imperial worship, which is wor worshiping the emperor, anybody that opposed the system or taxation, they met the sword. That's it. Uh, you didn't have a choice. You don't want to follow us? Fine. It's very simple. Bend over. We're going to slice your head off. You know, stand wow. up. We're going to nail you to a cross. I mean, that's what they did. And so you can imagine the fear that was struck in the hearts of the people. Alexander the Great is this young military leader. 336 BC, he rises to power, okay, when Philip II was assassinated, okay, 336 BC. And in less than 10 years, Chris, he conquers the entire known world. In fact, in 333 wow. BC, literally three years, he's basically got a handle on the whole thing and he's bored with himself because he basically conquers the whole world and infiltrates the whole world. Now, here's the question. Wow. How does it happen? What makes Alexander the Great's system so different than those before and those after? And you're probably wondering, what does this have to do with my 21st century life? A lot. Because yeah. I would even go to say that many people listening do not even understand or are unaware of the worldviews and the mindsets and the systems and the culture and the wars that are happening mentally. You know, th there was a book written years ago, the, ba the, the Battlefield of the Mind. Remember that book? Battlefield mm -hmm. of the Mind. It's a popular I've idea. I've heard of it, but I've not read it. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of I hadn't read it either, but but the, the idea is the battle begins. It's a great title. This is a great book, book by the way. Yeah. Book, neither of us We're not recommending that at all. But, okay, so here's what happens. Alexander the Great comes on the scene, and it's actually predicted by the Jewish people. Did you know this? 
that Alexander the Great would rise to power. It's a remarkable story in Daniel, okay? Daniel 8, you can go back and look at it. We don't have a lot of time to discuss it. But Daniel 8 talks about how they predicted, Daniel predicted that the Greco, the Greek world would rise to power and control everything. Daniel chapter 8, verse 21. And here's basically what happened. Daniel says the goat, which is the Greco-Macedonian kingdom, will destroy the ram, which is the Persian kingdom, and will be represented by a king. Mm. And they assumed that was Alexander the Great. You go down to verse 22, and it says the same thing, that the horn was broken, the four smaller horns were representing four smaller kingdoms that will dissect into four different kingdoms. So even the Jewish people predicted and understood that something is going to happen on a world stage, okay? So Alexander the Great comes into power, okay? And it's very different than any leader before. And what I want to do is take you to Israel when we come back from the break. And I want to show you what Alexander the Great does. I don't know if you knew this. Alexander the Great actually comes to Israel with his entourage and his soldiers. He goes to Jerusalem. He goes to the temple. He goes to the edge of the temple. And the entire Jewish people are cowering in fear because Mm -hmm. they think this man has come to wipe them out. And what's going to happen in that exchange is going to blow your mind. We'll be right back after this and we'll unpack it even more. As you lead your disciple-making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support, practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com. And we're back talking about an ancient culture still impacting our lives today. Mm. And it's been pretty interesting. You you left us with a little bit of a cliffhanger as Alexander the Great is apparently going to roll into Jerusalem. Is that what you said? Yeah, roll in. Chariots, horses, probably. Chariot. I mean, I'm on. Keep going. Okay. I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to wait any longer. I want to find out more about them. They climb the mountain of Jerusalem. They get to the top where the temple is. Guess who meets him at the gate? Uh Take a guess. one man. Who represents uh, Israel? This is an easy one. Jonathan well, Simon, can you help us? Who is the one representative of Israel? Yeah, let's let Jonathan I know the answer, but I think we should give Jonathan Simon an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Let's give Jonathan Simon a chance. My pastoral assistant has not unmuted himself. I'm going to go ahead and answer it myself. (laughs) The high priest. The high priest. I I was actually thinking the high priest. I didn't say it, so I'm not going to try to get credit for it, but that is the only thing that went through my mind. Yeah, that puzzle look says it all. But anyway, so (laughs) the high priest meeting. Okay, now here's the thing. you got to understand. Normally, a pagan leader would be opposition to the Jewish people. And in, in fact, they should be fearful of this man. But what it says in the history books is that he comes into town and right away adopts their worldview. See, mm. uh, what Alexander the Great did is he, he had more of an assimilation ministry rather than an authoritarian ministry, okay? So what happens is, before two people say, well, what in the world does that mean? 
he realizes in order to have world domination, he has to assimilate all the worldviews, kind of amalgamate them all together and adopt them all. So in a sense, this is the ancient Ryan Steakhouse. This is the ancient, <laughs> the ancient I, I golden corral that, right? of culture. This is the golden okay, corral okay. of culture. Can we go there? So basically it was cheap and provided all kinds of food. It looked great, but then it gave you indigestion and you paid for it the next day. That's exactly what this was. Okay. So he comes to town. When was the last time you wanted French fries, steak, and pizza all on one plate in one and trip And cold serve ice cream. And cold serve ice cream. <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay. Alexander the Great comes in, and here's what he does. He implements four systems. Okay. Four systems. And here's what he tells the Jewish people. He says, listen. I'm not here to tell you your God is wrong. In fact, I believe in your God. I believe in Yahweh. You, you want me to say is you want me to give homage to him? Let, let's go bring in the, the, the offerings. And so what he does is he brings in tens of thousands of sheep and goats. You can go study this. Wow. And he brings it to the temple, pays for it himself, and makes sacrifice from Greece to the nation and homage to God. Now, right away, the people are like, this is not like a king we've ever seen before, okay? And what he says is this, I'm not here to change your worldview. I'm just here to broaden your mind. Because, mm -hmm. man, you Jewish people are so narrow-minded, right? I mean, y'all don't believe in a lot of the, What do you believe in? Well, we believe in one book. <laughs> one book? <laughs> There's a lot of books out there, and there are a lot of good books out there that are equal to or better than that one book, the Torah, you guys have in, in your hand. And so... He comes in with four different mindset shifts, and he inf infiltrates the culture with four things, okay? I'm going to let you try to guess the four things, Chris. Oh, boy. That he comes in the culture with, which are very applicable today. So if you're listening in the audience and you're listening, uh, you're driving, oh, man. if you're cutting the grass, if you're walking, if you're at your church. Uh, so I think I may have mentioned one earlier. Is one of them entertainment? Entertainment is one. Bing, bing, bing. So I, I've got a 25% at this point. Yes. How about sports? Could I throw sports in there? Is that kind of in there? We like to call that athletic. That one of, oh, sports, wow. So that's athletics. one of the four. So I'm at 50% right two now. Two for two. Two for two. Um, is theater in there? Or is that part yes, of the other? theater's in there. Yeah, I've, I'm, I've got to see. I don't even want to yeah. guess the other one. Yeah, I don't yeah. even want to try. Yeah. Uh, is the fourth one religion? No. Hmm. Mm, no. So good. You know what? I'm flying high on the sea. I don't even care. The last one. Yeah, you're doing well. The last one is media or information. Media. Okay, information. Yeah, okay, definitely. so let's let's kind of unpack these, and I'll show you why these are so important. Uh, because what Alexander the Great said is this. He said, you believe in Yahweh? Great. I got a few other gods to add to the mix, because there's a whole lot more out there. How about the god of Juniper? You ever heard of him? What about Juno? What about Neptune? What about Cirrus? Apollo. You heard of Diana? She's actually pretty cool, too. Mars, Venus, Vol I mean, Dionysus. I mean, you got all these gods in Rome and Greece. So many of those are Roman gods as well. But he says there is a whole slew of gods. If, if the Yahweh God has helped you in the past, why don't you add these gods to your repertoire? Okay? Hmm. And so the Jewish people right away are like, no, you're crazy. But over time, he starts to infiltrate the culture. Now, let me take you ahead from 333 B.C. You ready for this? I'm going to take you to the year 27 A.D. Why uh -oh. is this important? 
27 AD. Well, it's ringing a bell for the life of Christ. Yes, now we're in the life of Jesus. And or the death of Christ. This is ministry time. Yes, he's going to die at 30, roughly. He's, he starts his ministry at 27. There's this rogue preacher who's wearing a Halloween costume dressed like Elijah. That's what he mm. is, John the Baptist. Yeah, he's dressed up in a costume. And he's saying, look at me and remember the scripture. That's all he's doing, okay? John the Baptist is a priest by birth who is mm. not working in the temple. He's out in the wilderness calling the religious leaders to repentance. Why in the world is he doing that? It's because of the corruption in the priesthood. Mm. In less than 400 years, really 300 years, the corruption of Alexander the Great was so great with Hellenism. That's what we're talking about here, Hellenism. The corruption was so great. You ready for this? It's going to blow some people away. There weren't enough priests in the temple to carry out the daily duties to God. Wow. Why? Why? Because they were too busy going across to the Decapolis, Chris, and I quote some of it. And some of you are probably saying, where is all this stuff? Uh, I actually wrote about this in a book, and it covers Here all of it. Now. Yeah, the book's called Here and Now, if you don't have it. Uh, I would argue it's one of your best books. It's probably my favorite of all of them. Granted, I got an early risk copy and I read through it before it came out, but it is great. It actually, well, thank you. It actually was the book I thought would be the most groundbreaking, provocative book that nobody apparently has read since then. But anyway, but anyway, it's so good nobody reads it. Okay. Anyway, uh, here and now I have all the documentation of this, but one of the things is this, the priesthood was so occupied with watching men run naked in Olympic games in the Decapolis, that they didn't have enough priests to perform the duties. And so guys like John the Baptist, a group like the Essenes said, this is ridiculous. We don't stand for it anymore. We're going to leave the comfort of our home and we're going to go out to the desert. And hopefully, Chris, in a couple weeks, we'll talk about the Essenes and mm -hmm. how we got here. Because what we're doing in this season is we're building up the, the background of Jesus mm -hmm. coming into the world. Remember, the Bible said Jesus came at a time and place, an appointed time he came. Why did he come uh, when he did? Mm -hmm. Okay, And we're going to see that. All this was happening and swirling around. So right. Alexander the Great is going to implement four things. Unfortunately, you're going to have to wait till next week for us to unpack them. But I do think you have a little background here as we get into it. Four things again. I want you to think about this. Here's your homework assignment. Are you ready? Your homework assignment, Chris, is this. You have to figure out how education, athletics, information, and entertainment affect you as a 21st century follower of Jesus today. Mm. Man, and if you probe I, deep, you probe deep, it is, it, it is tethered to every single part of your life. Well, I think it's going to be interesting to hear what we talk about next week in light of that. But you've also shined a light this week on how these things are absolutely impacting us today in 2020, even though this was uh, thousands of years ago. So, uh, we will pick that up again next week. As always, thanks for listening. There are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and we appreciate you choosing ours. Check out the show notes 
on replicate.org. Next week, we will continue to discuss this topic and the implications of this culture on our life today. You can check us out on social media at Replicate Men, short for Replicate Ministry, at Replicate M-I-N, or on Replicate Ministries on Facebook. And don't forget to tell a friend, text them right now, tell them to download and check out the podcast, share it, rate the podcast, give us a review if you don't mind. We appreciate you guys doing that. Until next week, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive more free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.